This episode is made possible by PwC. A robot may not be coming for your job, but competitors are coming for your market share. At PwC, we pair the right tech with the right solutions to help you gain a competitive edge. Reimagine operations from the cloud, fuel innovation with responsible AI, and detect risks before they become headlines. That's human-led and tech-powered. It's all part of The New Equation. Learn more at thenewequation.com. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial, LLC, member SIPC. Hello, I'm Andrew Jupin. Eric Siska. Steven Sadak. And we hate movies. everyone welcome to we hate movies thank you for tuning in to the program today uh, we are kicking off well it's oscar season you know and we're, uh, we're kicking it off in front of a bus <laughs> or was it a car it it's a, a car. car okay it's a truck ish it a, a truckish something or other yeah yeah that guy didn't stop though no, oh man that guy was going someplace we are talking about taking lives from 2004 which stars best supporting actor nominee ethan hawk this is this is uh, well. While they were actually making Boyhood, uh, he also made this movie throughout the course oh, wow. of the oh production God, of Boyhood. I didn't even think of it. Yet, oh. Taking Lives was made, directed by DJ Caruso, uh, who like he he, he did, did that. What was that movie? The Scary Suburbs, <laughs> The Salton Sea, Suburbia. Oh, Disturbia. First of all, yeah, Disturbia, uh, which I actually Ooh. thought was mildly entertaining. Do you think dis- the band Disturbed was ba- pissed when that movie came out? Like, fuck, that's our next album title. Yeah, totally. They had to do a whole lot of like canceled marketing because they wanted to call it Ooh, but they can't. You can't write that out. It's like so. Ooh, you ooh, want uh, to uh, say uh, Ooh, uh, 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 It's like that chipmunk song. <laughs> no, no, it's cool because like, Ooh. Wah. Were they the um, let the bodies hit the floor, gentlemen? Let no, the that bodies is, hit. The- that's puddle of mud. No, that's a uh, puddle of mud. Did Red other stuff. Drowning pool. Drowning did, pool. Did, uh, oh. I don't know if anybody else knows this, but I was a little bit into the new metal around the time Taking Lives came out. Eesh. Man, let me tell you something, you guys. Steve Sadek, circa two thousand two to two thousand four. <laughs> that was a great time to know Steve Sadek. <laughs> he listened to all sorts of shit no one wanted to hear we about. Used, we used to call him Papa Roach. <laughs> No, no, that probably wasn't one of them. No. Probably. <laughs> that, that's, that's, not, that's no drowning pools. So we kick things off in high fashion in this movie. You got a young baby-faced Paul Dano. Mm. Yeah, right? Like Little Miss Sunshine is still a ways off. Yeah. So he's still baby-faced, hasn't been ruined by the world yet. And you got this goddamn U2 song just bringing everything together, man, to yeah. let you know. 
It's the late '80s. But this, this, I, I, you know, don't start a movie with you two. Maybe, maybe that's. I mean, it, it's kind of hard to get on a musical high horse <laughs> after you just start talking about drowning pool and puddle of mud. But I'm just sort. I mean, I like you two totally fine. It's not a movie starter. You want to put that in the middle of your movie. You want to even put it at the end. Listen, like that Batman Forever song. <laughs> oh. Now maybe we're talking. Listen, you two is a montage only band. <laughs> yes, exactly. Okay, it is not a. The, the we're fading in mm-hmm. and starting our journey with these characters. I don't want to hear you two. Shut up, Bono. Because I just heard a, lo- a bunch of loud previews. You know, I just watched Popcorn Dance. I'm just, I, I'm wondering. Oh, are we like? Did the movie not start? And now they're just playing like filler music while they find the real. Or there's another trailer. <laughs> yeah, you exactly. two also trailer music. They had that, what was that song um, on the Tomb Raider soundtrack? Was that Elevation? Yes. Oh, my God, really? (sighs) Tomb Raider or Tomb Raider Cradle of Filth or whatever that. No, that was another (laughs) band Steve listened to. (laughs) Didn't listen to Cradle of Filth. (laughs) Cradle of Life, I believe it was. Yes. (laughs) Might be a stay tuned for either of those. I saw that first one in the theaters anyways. No, I never saw either of them. Yeah, me neither. Oh, man, that first one is a real stink fest. Um, I was too busy in line for Mudvayne, man. <laughs> <laughs> you were too busy buying a thicker chain for your chain wallet. Oh, no. <laughs> um, so this is one of two movies, uh, Disproportionate Quality, where Paul Dano plays a disturbed twin. <laughs> yep. Wait, what, is, what else is he a twin in? Uh, what, there will be blood. Eli, it was... It was Paul who was the smart one. Oh, I forgot there was a twin situation in that movie. <laughs> yeah, I, I do kind of Buffoon. want. I want. I want uh, Daniel Day Lewis to come in at the end and talk to Ethan Hawke. By the way, spoiler alert, everybody! Ethan Hawke did it the whole time. Ethan Hawke is yes. the person who's taking lives in this movie. Yeah, let's get that out of the way. He, Paul Dano, grows up to be Ethan Hawke. You, <laughs> Correct. You figure that out. <laughs> It's a real problem. I, I, I mean, it's always hard when like you're doing like an only a 15 year jump and you change actors. You should probably not. I mean, again, we always run into that that Kevin Spacey, Bobby Darren problem. That's a real problem. That's a whole. <laughs> that's a feature length problem. But at the same time, and I get it because again, this is a big, this is a movie that's built upon a twist, and the twist is Paul Dano is Ethan Hawke the whole time, and you you want to know. But also, the other option is what Paul Dano grew up to be. Uh, Angelina Kiefer, Jolie. Kiefer Sutherland? That's yeah. even more ridiculous. Yeah. And there's a 15-year gap between those two people, by the way. Yeah, so the whole the conceit of this movie is someone is killing people, Ethan Hawke. Well, 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 they're taking lives. Well, that's the thing. They're killing someone and then taking over their identity. Mm-hmm. So, so Don Draper, <laughs> if, if he just kept doing it. Yeah, you're right. If he, if he got a taste for it, he yeah. was like, oh, my God. Dick Whitman and Don Draper had me hard for a month. Let's see what else I can come up with. Would have kicked this little kid in front of a bus. <laughs> or I guess it was more of a car truck. Excuse me. <laughs> Turns into Harry Crane, gets all fat. Oh, yeah, just starts talking, commenting endlessly about how he works in TV. <laughs> yep. God, he just won't shut up about that. I love Harry Crane. He's the most annoying character on that show. <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, so someone is killing people and taking their identities. This serial killer could be called, like, the real loser killer. I mean, because, like, if you're going to kill someone and take their identity successfully, it can't be, like, a family man. Yeah. You know, it can't be a popular guy around the office. Yeah. It's it, got to be a real loser. Yeah, and it's it's kind of weird that it, you want to just 
you know, what's the gain? You never make really a lot of money doing this. I guess it's just the thrill to kill. And then, <laughs> yeah, that's rhyming. And then I, then I guess it's just to hide, right? Like, oh, no one's going to suspect if they're not looking for the mm, guy. Right. So we start this thing off. He's driving down the road is Paul Dano. And uh, he picks up a dude who's hitchhiking. Is that the idea? Well, no, then, they're, both, they're both at a bus station. They're taking a bus across country. Oh, right. And the bus breaks down. Bummer. <laughs> They're like kind of like weird street kid hitting on each other a little bit, you know? Like, yeah. there's a little bit of that going on. I it's think there's adventure. a little bit of like feeling each other out. Exactly. Like, if I pull this shit out, what's going to happen? Mm-hmm. Well, you're on a public bus, so that lady will scream. <laughs> I don't know, man. Some of the public buses I've been on, I've seen weirder. <laughs> I mean, you can't walk around New York for too long on a train and not see somebody's dick. Like, just that's not... true. Absolutely. Yeah. You, that's just it's a life. rite of passage. <laughs> Listen, the first time you see a publicly exposed penis man, that's how you know you've made it in this town. Oh, I've made it too far. <laughs> I don't want to know what that actually means. You've yeah. made it too far. Forget about it. So they buy this car from some dude because like, the bus breaks down yeah. and they just really have to get to Seattle. And it's so <laughs> stupid. They're like driving in the car and this guy's just like, He's like, yeah, you know, my dad sent me to military school and I did whatever else. And he's like, now I'm going to go to Seattle and write music. And he goes on to sing. They're like, in Canada, by the way. Right? Are they right. in Canada? I yeah. Think so, yeah, the yeah whole movie oh, right, because sure. it's a French-Canadian thriller. Yeah. <laughs> Everything about this movie, for some reason, is in Canada. Right, right, right. all right. Canada. They're going to go to Seattle. To, he's going to make it big in music mm-hmm. in the 80s. So I guess he's following the early grunge wave out there. Sure. But he just starts singing, like, the dumbest, like, acoustic guitar blues song Mm -hmm. it's like i've got the military academy blues or whatever (laughs) it is it's so dumb and you can see paul dano be like man that song is so terrible i want to kill that guy and take his identity and they're kind of best buds for a second and they get a flat tire because paul dano is not looking at like not looking at the road just looking at this dude that he's kind of clearly into for a Mm -hmm. second Mm -hmm. they also they bought a beater from some weird guy in a shed (laughs) So I, you know, it's gonna not, it's gonna fall apart on the road. Yeah, yeah paying attention to the road or no, this car doesn't have a and ways to I go. I want to know how these two kids, poor enough to take the bus, uh-huh. uh, and they're you know they're they're running away from home. How are they affording this car? Well, well I know because Jenna yeah, Rollins explains the whole thing later in the film. Jenna Rollins is the mother of Ethan Hawke, who's the killer. Uh, but when he's a boy, he's played by Paul Dano. She says that when he runs away from home, he stole a shit ton of her jewelry. Ah. So he's got, like, jewelry money. Yeah, and especially uh, Jenna Rowland's jewelry money. That's that's going to get you far. Oh, yeah, you could live high on the hog for a year, nigh two years on that. It's always problematic when the best death of the movie happens in the first 15 minutes. And it's a trailer death. Exactly. And you're like, oh, man, this is, this is going to be great. And so, like, you know, this kid's changing a tire. He's like, come on, scrawny Paul Dano. You never, you never changed a tire before. He's, like, <laughs> he's got his ass out in the middle of the road. And, like, this, this van is speeding down <laughs> the highway with no regard for anybody. This guy yeah. just killed six people, I guess. <laughs> I think the Manson clan is in this van. Mm-hmm. What's left of the Mansons in the late 80s? So this was a this was actually a courageous uh, act. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to he's got the girl from che- Texas Chainsaw in the back. He's the guy that picked her up at the end of Texas Chainsaw. Oh, and yeah. Leatherface was running after him. <laughs> so he's just in a freak out driving mode. 
And, you know, whatever, man. He's like, look at that ass. I can't wait to see that ass dead on the side of this road. <laughs> and as the van approaches, like, he times it and, like, kicks the kid. So the kid falls face first in front of this roaring van tire. And so, you know, you think, oh, wow, he's going to get hit by a car. That's terrible. This car or this van or whatever it is does, like, the craziest flip and explode <laughs> It's so out of proportion his, to what this should be. His body is flying like he's Mr. Bill. <laughs> yeah, totally. Oh, like, no. It's so not accurate. Like, this guy's like, just three feet away like he got pushed over. Yeah. And, you know, he's kind of, like, contorted and whatnot. Paul Dano comes up. What does he do? He, like, beats him over the head with a rock? Well, that's his thing. That's his modus operandi. <laughs> is, I like to bash people's head in with a rock. <laughs> He's, he's, he, that's how he finishes him, you know. That's his finishing move. There. Right. That's his stone called stunner. Yeah. You go. You, you're you're one foot. You're you're a flip away from somebody. Do do back 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 forward a, and then Paul Dano kills him with a rock. <laughs> and uh, so then we cut to the present day. We cut to Angelina Jolie just lying in a grave. <sighs> Could we the opening credits? Oh, these are bad. This. Everyone's it's 2004. I mean, clearly this yeah. is in the mold of seven. Yeah, oh, big time. Yeah. Holy crap! Did they just steal these credits from seven? It's just like, whoa, man. Who would who would ever need to like file down their fingerprints? Seriously, now it's ridiculous. It's, it's it's like beat for beat things taken from seven without Trent Reznor. You know, like it, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's Trent. It's it's Seven Sands. Trent Reznor. Well, they have who they have what Philip Glass on this movie. <laughs> yeah. Philip Glass did the score for this. I cannot believe it. It's so insane. Yeah, I wish I knew that when I saw Philip Glass in person, like a couple months so ago. You could heckle him. I'd just be like, "Hey, man. Hey, I love the Katsu trilogy. What was going on with Taking Lives?" <laughs> Not that the music's bad in this movie. It's just like, what are you doing? Yeah, it's taking money. <laughs> a lot of people were taking money. Yeah, yeah, everyone just taking money. Except for the ticket taker on opening night. <laughs> taking oh. lives, anybody? <laughs> I saw this movie in the theaters uh, opening weekend. Wow. Pretty empty theater. <laughs> I saw this uh, about a week ago at my apartment. <laughs> Pretty empty living room. <laughs> Your cat refused to come in the room. <laughs> Had, did not want anything to do with it. So, yeah, I mean, we, we cut to, it's like these detectives working this, you know, a, a, a serial killer case. They found a corpse at a construction site. Yes, it's, it's, a, it's Olivier Martinez, some other guy, and Chucky Cario are like, the, and Chucky Cario is like, oh, I called, and it's, it's, sent, it's set in Quebec for no reason. I mean, it's... The, the Quebecois stuff doesn't really matter in this movie at well, all. Well, they also got, what, like, actual French actors to play yeah, all these, these roles, people. so it's like the French is not even accurate. No, it's not. It's yeah. not. It's totally wrong-accented French, but... I had lunch with a guy from uh, Quebec the other day, and, like... Were you talking to him about Taking Lives? No, I didn't. I, I, <laughs> I forgot to mention that we, were, we would be... I would be watching Taking Lives in a couple of days. <laughs> but it's amazing, because it's, like, it's a Wisconsin kind of accent, but everything's got a French tinge to it. <laughs> so, like, it'll just... Be, I'll be talking like this, and then I'll just... Um, I don't do a good French accent, so I won't do that. But... <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Or you have some poutine, and it's like what? what? <laughs> yeah, it's just yeah. it's a, it's like a it's a it's not anything to do with this movie. It's not a 
trait. It's not a theme. It's just a quirk. And it makes this movie kind of implausible and inconvenient because she works for the FBI because of Silence of the Lambs, so she has to work for the FBI. Yes. It makes no sense why she would be asked by Chucky Cario to come help out with this. You're telling me there's not one worthwhile Canadian like (laughs) criminal profiler? Not one? I mean, I know the crime up there is much less than what we have, but someone up there has to have studied this shit. Somebody from Vancouver, you know, like a big some big city hotshot. Exactly. Because I think this, t- this actually takes place in Montreal. Yes. Yes. Yeah. In and around Montreal. Well, yeah. I would think there's someone in fucking Montreal <laughs> yes. that could do this. No. You don't have to bring somebody from the West Coast. Well, that's Ilvia Martinez's thing. He's like, dude, that sucks. Like, this is my big deal. Yeah. He's so pissed at Chucky Cario. He's like, you invited not only anyone else outside of this precinct to, to work on this case, you invited an American FBI agent. Yes. And he's got a little bit of a problem with her being a woman. Well, we'll get to that too. <laughs> and, oh man, yeah. And Ethan Hawke's hiding out as this as this uh, starving artist type. Uh huh. And then you know, I was thinking like about our previous episode about a Montreal art caper uh, canvas. Sure. Oh right. And I was wondering if this is the same cinematic universe. It might be a shared universe. Because I think there was an FBI agent in that, too. There definitely was an FBI agent in that movie. It comes by Gary Busey's uh, gallery. This is the sequel. Well, I mean, the thing of it is, (laughs) it's easy enough to do that because everyone at the end of Canvas is dead. So (laughs) you don't have to worry about any of those people popping up or any of the consequences of that. You're totally right. Unless you think they go go to the airport at one scene and John Reese davies is still fucking decaying (laughs) on a a bench. Just a skeleton with a really, really baggy sweater on. And a big hat. A big fat guy hat. Mm -hmm. Big Greek man (laughs) chains around his neck. His skeleton neck. I hold this airport now. (laughs) Whoever thought I'd die in Canada. (laughs) So it turns out she's a brilliant profiler. She's like laying in the grave. And they're like, what are you doing? And she's like, oh, now that you've asked me, I'm going to show you 10 different things to humiliate you. In this crime scene to make you look like a bunch of idiots who are like your first week on the job or something. And it's it's great because like this is at the time when we were at critical mass of like everyone's tired of serial killer shit. Like this is one yep. of the last I, I would like to say one of the last ones, but like it took up until Zodiac until people were like, Oh, okay, this is kind of fun again. And I mean like <laughs> serial killers got kicked off the television. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. Essentially like they got kicked off the big screen, now it's all like criminal minds and Every other SVU episode's got another serial killer in it. And oh, your, absolutely. You got your Hannibal. You've got... There's a ton of them. Mm-hmm. Um, the, will, the thing I will say, 2004, I think, might be the breaking point for serial killers, only because you have this movie, but then you also have, which I think is a definite stay tuned, Twisted with Ashley Judd and Samuel L. Jackson, and that is another ridiculous, useless serial killer movie in the vein of like a copycat kind Ooh, of thing. Ooh, that's exciting. That like like Twisted is way more copycat. This is definitely we're we're going for a Silence of the Lambs esque like artful serial killer picture well, with this movie. I think so is this too because it's all about. Like, that's what I meant. This oh, movie. Yeah, no, yeah, it's all like strong women, like you know, being in the. You know, looking at evil and so on and so forth. It'd wake me up already. <laughs> uh, one of my favorite weird things that happens in this movie, and they're trying to like, they do stuff like this to make her look cool and damaged or whatever, uh-huh. is she's got this skull reconstruction going on. Like, you know, they're trying to figure out like who this dude was or whatever. Yeah. For a second, I was like, her skull's fucked up. <laughs> 
No, like because uh, the you know the bodies keep getting burned and disfigured or whatever. Right, he's right, crushing right. all their heads with rocks. That's his, like that's what he gets. That's right. what she says gets him off. And um, so she's got the skull reconstruction going on. So she's waiting for that to finish up. So she's at home eating dinner. And the way they do the shot is ridiculous. It's like her sitting at a table eating. And then, like, it just kind of pans to the right. And the chair across from her just has crime scene photos taped to it. Yeah. And this is a thing that goes throughout this movie. Like, there's a scene where she's, like, in a bubble bath. And you're like, oh, relaxing Angelina Jolie bubble bath. Okay. And then the bathroom, there's, like, bubbles, candles, horrific crime scene photos all over the wall. She has a nice heartwarming conversation with her mother. And, like, you just see the Angelina Jolie angle where she's talking to this woman. And and she's like, well, honey, you should probably... Probably got a husband, and then they cut to the mother, and she's got a crime scene photo on her face. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, the, we get into the the Ethan Hawke pretty pretty quickly yeah. here. You know, they're like, oh hey, we have someone. There was another murder, I think, is the deal. Yeah, and somebody was trying to revive the victim. Correct. So in comes <laughs> Ethan Hawke in this interrogation scene, and the thing about why we said this up front, like Ethan Hawke is the killer. Because this scene tells you that Ethan Hawke is the killer. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Because he is doing like the most over dramatic nonsense performance in this scene where he's talking about like he gets all defensive a lot of the time. He's like, I tried to save that guy. You're looking at me. I tried to save him. I just had to look at his blood and the blood and blood, blood. It's basically the police found a guy standing next to this murdered man with his head caved in. Yeah. And then the guy's just like yeah, I didn't see where that guy went. I mean, <laughs> yeah, like, are you kidding me? He's doing the thing of like, oh, I tried to revive this guy. There was another guy who totally ran away before you got here. This is what we call white guy talks to the police. Yeah. <laughs> because guess what happens if he's not white? Yeah. Oh, oh right. no, that guy is oh, he was just over here. You just missed him. I was uh, just on my way to Tim Hortons. I didn't. Uh, <laughs> I didn't see where that killer went. <laughs> But hey, uh, that guy got his head pretty bashed you, in. I want Ethan Hawke to have a Canadian accent in this movie. Yes. I, want a little, yep. I think he gets a sorry in at one point. I think there is, a, oh, I'm so sorry. It's one sorry too little, man. <laughs> exactly. It's nothing. It's so nothing in this movie. Mm. Like, And that was the other thing. I forgot that she was with the FBI because the whole time I was focused on like, where is this Canadian accent? Mm-hmm. Where is this Canadian accent? And then it's like, oh, yeah, she's with the FBI. But Ethan Hawke, if he is taking lives in Canada, <laughs> yes. he's where from is that Canada. Accent? Come on with the accent. That's all I need. It's, it's, easy, it's, it's, kind of a, it's an easy enough accent to do to fake or just get a Canadian actor if that's the case. Or just don't fucking send it in Canada. Yeah. yeah no offense, Canada, but we didn't need you for this movie. <laughs> I know. This movie thought it needed you... It didn't have to work out this way. Plenty but, of other good no, movies hey, being made in Canada, set you know in what? Canada. Set it in New Orleans. You can even keep the French guys. <laughs> Here you go. Great French Canadian movie I just watched. It's called Mommy. It's fantastic. There's a French Canadian sure. movie. Sure. Can- I saw another one called Canvas. Great Canada. <laughs> <laughs> So, I mean, this interrogation scene lasts forever. It lasts forever. Like, Olivia Martinez doesn't get anything out of him. And then, like,. Angelina jo- Jolie goes in and immediately starts making fuck eyes at this dude. And it's like, oh, you yeah. know what, lady? That's not appropriate. No, it's not. Their relationship in this is ridiculous. It it is. Is. He's a handsome 2004 Ethan Hawke. Sure. An- Angelina Jolie yes, ever. Yes, so he, it, it, everyone's looking at her, right? But, like, if you are Angelina Jolie, you have to, like, 
and even you know Jack, that even Jackie Cario is like, how many drinks have you turned down from dudes in the in the academy and everything else? She walks into this room and she's like setting him up, like she because she's trying to, you know, because she's an intelligent person. Mm-hmm not like the people who made this movie and knows instantly like there's a good shot Ethan Hawke killed this guy. Sure. So she walks in immediately trying to like bait him and she uh, they find out that the dude had been like partially strangled by some piano wire, you know, yeah. kind of stuff. And so they have that in like a little uh, baggie, you know. So she comes in and opens this folder and drops the baggie with the the wire in it like on the floor and she's like oops. <laughs> And he starts looking at it like, was that what was around his neck? No! <laughs> and it's like, dude, listen, I know you supposedly like were just involved in this horrendous murder and you tried to revive this guy and this, that, and the other thing. No one's freaking out that much by no. looking at piano wire. The only person that freaks out that much in interrogations is the guy from Seven who fucked the, the woman to death. Dude, I talked about that guy <laughs> yep. for three different conversations today at work. <laughs> sure. Just putting that out there. Um, he, he's in the guest, and I was like, oh, he's going to do it. He's going to lose it again. <laughs> like the whole movie, I was waiting for it. But he doesn't. Which is- he made me fuck her! <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> So the other thing that's ridiculous about this interrogation scene is he, again, might as well just be screaming, I did it. Because he starts yelling like, listen, I'm known to draw. I dabble in doodles. (laughs) If you give me a pad of paper and a pen, I will draw this person for you and you can go find him. And they're just like. Uh huh. But they're all like, "Ooh, what a lucky break! He's exactly. gonna draw him for us." We got a lead that this guy's breaking it wide open. <laughs> Best witness of the century, <laughs> Canada's man of the year. And he just starts doodling, and like he doodled the guy that he killed. Yeah, does he? Isn't that no, what? No, no, no. no. He's, he's drawing Kiefer Sutherland. Yeah, he draws Kiefer Sutherland with, Sutherland a, beard. with a beard on. Oh. 24th Keith or Sutherland yeah. coming up. That's what, okay. Keith yeah. Sutherland shows up in this movie for like five seconds to be a patsy. <laughs> it's insane. Yeah, it is. And this insane. is 2004. Like, you're paying him 24 money at this mm-hmm. point to be in this thing. Yeah, I, I need, you know. I need at least 24 minutes of Kiefer Sutherland. Aren't the Sutherlands a uh, Canadian dynasty, though? Yeah, they are. Yeah, so that's that's one Canadian actor you have in your movie. God yeah, bless him. I, do, I, I learned something today. Like, I just want him to draw, like, John Stockton for no reason. Just, <laughs> and then the, the, rest of the, uh, the rest of the movie, they're looking, after, looking for this Mormon basketball player. <laughs> I think he was playing the Grizzlies that night. <laughs> like... So at what I didn't know John Stockton was a Mormon. Oh yeah, he's a huge Mormon. Oh, that's too bad. Well, he played for the Utah Jazz and loved it. <laughs> Please don't trade me. <laughs> I would like to retire a Jazz. <laughs> so then they uh, they somehow make their way to a creepy apartment. Uh and this is another it's a real seven situation. Yeah. Oh, I, it's I don't even know so how it comes. Seven. It's something 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 something. I, I think it's something to do with that doodle. I think the the apartment is actually seven. And it's on 7th Street. <laughs> Number 7, 7th Street. And it's like, well, you know, we, well, it's not creepy raining in Montreal. <laughs> no. So we'll have this guy. He leaves the uh, shower on at all times. 
where the water is falling down on urinal cakes, a pile of urinal For cakes. What? So to cover up the, the body oh, smell. The, oh, I see. Because it's like that's what you know when you pee on a urinal cake, yeah. it makes the you know thing melt. And guess what I'm doing? I'm rounding up every janitor within a hundred mile radius. <laughs> Can we get APB on John Stockton and any janitor you can find? (laughs) Because do you think maybe, just maybe, (laughs) Ethan Hawke is going to every bar and dive he can find and he just picks out the urinal cakes? Oh, that's gross. Because they're kind of like in like a contain like a plastic little mesh that you would throw into the yeah, urinal. You're right. It's not just the urinal cake. <laughs> it's yeah. the whole thing. Yeah. The apparatus that goes along to it. <laughs> the urinal cake holder. Somewhere there's another Canadian cop trying to catch the urinal cake bandit. <laughs> oh, man. The lowest guy on the totem pole. Man, I would love to watch the urinal cake bandit movie, wouldn't, though. Wouldn't that be great if we cut be back and forth that. and then it's like, oh, sorry, I didn't know these ca- these cases are merging. <laughs> Like, cases are, oh, hey, you mind if I uh, help you out on your case there? Well, that, that's the SVU rule, where it starts out a sex crime, and then they're like, oh, it's not a sex crime, but they keep working on it anyway. Like that Illegal Animals episode of that show? It's just like, dude, assign another detective. It's no longer your case. So also at one point, Jenna Rollins wanders into a police station. Is she talking first with Angelina Jolie or does someone else feel no, no, this? It's, it's just a, it's another it's another officer. And she's like, I saw my son. He's incredibly dangerous. I thought he was dead. Yes. So the whole thing with this is, you know, apparently you know, he went missing or something. They found the Paul Dano murder scene. Yes. And they were like, hey, is this your son? And the body was too mangled because of that rock smashing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, but they, you know, it was, I guess, the 80s and, yeah. you know, CSU wasn't, uh, you know, as, as high tech as it is. So they're like, yeah, 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 that's him. Your son is dead, Jenna Rollins. <laughs> Wait, is that, that, that a white neck? Yeah, it's the same guy. Same difference. <laughs> and she's kind of just given the fucking Quint speech. She's given the Quint speech here. She's like, I saw my son. I looked in his eyes. They were piercing. It was like a doll's eyes. Jenna Rollins, why are you doing this impression? (laughs) He was part shark, you know. You got to close those beaches. That's right. I I had an affair with a shark. Gave birth to a half shark, half boy. (laughs) But so Angelina Jolie is eventually following up with this. where They somehow find out that... Jenna Rollins might be able to help out with this, the the case. Yeah, for I, think, some I think somehow it comes through. Uh, by the way, yeah, in this apartment, there's dead bodies and stuff, and like oh, the, a dead body falls from the ceiling. a drop ceiling, and it's like whoa, a big scare. It's totally like the head falling out of the boat in Jaws. The head falling out of the boat in Jaws. It's the guy jumping up in seven off the the heroin addict that jumps up. Oh yeah, that's a big shocker. Um, I think some a bunch of shit happens in the south of the land. Excuse me. It's the uh, the jism thrown at. St- oh my god, <laughs> Clarice yeah. Starling. Dude, that's the guy. That's the I want the Migs movie. <laughs> oh man, the Migs prequel to how he wound up in the the yeah. insane asylum. Oh, and that could Lecter. be the end. Like like he's thrown to credits. <laughs> <laughs> it would be like, <laughs> and it's like splurt directed by Zack Snyder. <laughs> yeah, but he's, the, the thing is, his mo. He's a UPS guy, right? And he goes yeah. and he delivers <laughs> your package. He's like, oh, you got to sign here. And as you're signing, you know what I mean? You go, all right, thank you very much. He's like, and he has mine, and he goes for you. And he just <laughs> throws it right in your face and runs away. Dude, the title of that movie is called Special Delivery. 
colon Migs begins. <laughs> How many people could you throw semen at before th- getting arrested? Do you think you think you'd be, able to, you think you'd be able to get away with it? Where are you doing this? That's, yeah. I mean, all right. Let's say Subway. Subway. Yeah. Oh, one time you're totally <laughs> getting arrested. Yeah, yeah. You're 100 percent getting arrested for slinging semen at someone. But you know, out here, st- regular street in Queens, you can get away with one. Yeah, one, one to four. <laughs> you can't make it a regular thing. <laughs> no, they'll find you. Yeah, they'll you, catch on. <laughs> you got to change. You got to go to a car park and change cars. <laughs> <laughs> Just to keep the heist going. <laughs> the perfect crime. <laughs> <laughs> Planning it out for months. Your <laughs> case in the street. You want to throw semen at somebody, huh? Well, we're going to need 12 guys. <laughs> <laughs> so Jenna Rollins, like, uh, 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 Angie goes to visit Jenna Rollins at her yeah, home. Yeah, it's, it's a creepy old house. And of course, he's a, he was a twin. This is when we find out that he had a twin. And, and like, then you're just like, wait a second, evil twin movie. <sighs> it's an evil twin movie. And it's like, oh, I favored the, the son that died and I got the ugly one. You know, it's like they're identical right, It's like a useless twin movie because yeah. the, the, the good twin had already deceased. For years, for decades. Yeah, just it's, death off screen, unrelated to the murders. Totally. Just, it's, it's like he choked on a pretzel one afternoon, and well, that was it. I, no, I think it was a thing where that other, the dead twin was the first taken oh. life. Because what she says in the story he was she's the telling. Good son. They, yeah, they, they went out on a boat. Like they were on a lake. Like they went out on a boat, mm-hmm. uh-huh. and only Ethan Hawke came back. Oh, he talented Mr. Ripley at him, huh? Yeah, dude. He, it was, he, yeah. Martin was the only one that came back. That's the character. And what name. came back? wasn't human it wasn't it was ethan hawk but i kind of agree with you eric like twins only work when they're both on screen at the same time you do know you I mean? think there was some like some uh, deleted scenes or like at least screen tests of like can we make paul dano act to himself and it just wasn't working right like they maybe filmed that whole flashback like yeah. paul dano going out on a boat with other paul dano right. and then he hits him in the face with an oar you know, and then like throws the throws the body overboard, and then he comes back, and he's like, "I'm the Paul Dano you liked. The bad one's dead, dead forever now." But that, they, they don't even do a twin they, switch at the end. Yeah, I mean, that would be amazing. Don't get me wrong, but like, I I don't even need them in the same frame. Just have it like be something. Yeah, just like, make it something. Maybe he wasn't dead the whole time, and he comes back, and then they, there's been two of them the whole time, right? Actually, you know, you could tell that Ethan Hawke is the evil twin because he's got the goatee. <laughs> You're right. He does have the evil goatee. So if the other guy came back, it'd be just Ethan Hawke without a goatee. Clean shaven Ethan Hawke. I think that could work. Hmm. I think we got. I think we're halfway to a movie here now. <laughs> we're close to the taking lives. I'll no, tell you that this much. is a this is a quarter of a movie. <laughs> it is because the whole. First hour and fifteen minutes is spent lying to you about like I swear to God it's not Ethan Hawke. What are you What are you talking about, Ethan Hawke being the killer? Dude, this movie is like that kid in high school that was just the worst at lying. Yes, you know if you like called someone out on something, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, well, why did your voice get so high? What do you mean? <laughs> I'm not killing people. This whole, this whole, the first hour of this movie is your dad saying that he lost all the Christmas presents, and you're like, <laughs> "Oh, did you, Dad? Oh, I don't, I don't know where they went. Oh man, I can't believe we're gonna cancel Christmas. Like, no, no, obviously you're not. <laughs> like, or it's your dad, and he's just like, "Well, yes, I did bury the hamster in the backyard. <laughs> it was a proper Christian burial." <laughs> 
<laughs> was it dead? Yes, it was. <laughs> toilet flush. <laughs> yeah, total toilet flush, man. But it's yeah, it, oh, oh, now it's stuck. Plunger noises. <laughs> but you know, the only way this is that there's a movie if it's Ethan Hawke, and like he keeps popping in. Like Angelina Jolie is getting a drink at a bar by herself. And he just shows up, oh, hey, how's the case going? And it's like, yeah, you know what, what, dude? Just thought I'd check in on this case. He invites her to, like, the art show that he has. Also very, uh, you know, Gary yeah. Busey in, in Canvas. Mm-hmm. Um, so when Angelina Jolie gets this story, this sob story from Jenna Rollins, she's like, you know, she's suspicious of what's going on. She notices that there's, like, a door that's yeah. hidden behind a table in her house, but she lets it go. And uh, she's she says to Chucky Carrier, like, so um, what does it take to get a body dug up in this here country I'm in? Cut to this this coffin just getting raised, and it's Martin, yeah. the supposedly dead twins' coffin. Yeah, and then there's a whole bunch of shit about oh he broke his arm as a kid, but the, his arm was never broken, so clearly it's not him. And everyone goes, <gasps> right? Yeah, they exhumed it. It was Martin Lawrence. <laughs> That's <laughs> where big, he's been. It's a big twist. Yeah. I've been stuck in here for years. My God, the Black Knight's down there. <laughs> That's a bad Martin Lawrence movie. Is that a stay tuned? Um, uh, maybe. Yeah. It's really stupid. <laughs> he goes back in time and gets to be a knight. <laughs> hey, how about that? <laughs> so <laughs> they dig this up, whatever. It's not him. Then there's the... the there's an act, honest to goodness secret passage in Gina Rowland's house. Like that, a packet, a passage that's blocked is uh-huh. is therefore a secret passage, right? Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. you it don't is. need you don't need a candelabra that you know you, you you're able to you know pull on to reveal a door. Like if there, if you put a bookcase in front of a door, secret passage in your house. It's definitely a secret passage. And it, what's hilarious is first she, to get the body dug up. She basically says to him like, "What does it take to get a body dug up around here?" And then she says like. What does it take to get a search warrant to break into an old lady's house? And he's like, well, it would probably take some time. And, of course, time is not what they have. Not at all, no. So he's like, but then again, you are just an FBI agent who has no jurisdiction in this country. I can't tell you what to do and what not to do. (sighs) Cut to her breaking into this woman's house. I I still think it's illegal to break into people's houses in Canada. Oh, I'm sure it probably is. Well, well, you know, everyone up there is so friendly. They just leave the doors open, you know? (laughs) You just have to to walk in and be like, hello. (laughs) And if, you know, then you can do what you you want. This if is, someone is you've announced home, yourself. If someone isn't home in that situation in Canada, are you allowed to just take over that person's life? Yes, <laughs> yes, that's yeah. Mm-hmm. They have a uh, a code. The I'm the dad go. now. <laughs> that's how they all get along so well. They could just. It's just that's where we got the idea too as the killer, right? Because it's just everyone <laughs> mixing oh, wow. and mingling. The Canadian open doors policy is what did these people in. But this is one of those scenes where. In retrospect, after you know what's been going on in the movie, at the end of it, it doesn't make any sense. So she goes into the secret passage, right. and it's all creepy, and there's little dolls all over. There's a fucking hanging teddy bear. Uh, well, of course <laughs> there is. That's what that's what psychopath kids do. And, and there's like a little uh, matchstick men, like stick figures, which actually come up a couple times in the movie. Hey, she but, found it at the other apartment, too. Right, right. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, the creepy little... Yeah. 
But like, clean your goddamn house, lady. <laughs> you, you just, don't just, don't act like you didn't know about this secret. I mean, did passage. Jin Rolls Roll not even know that that was? A, did she was she fooled by the secret passage for like fifty years? <laughs> well, I thought the door to my basement was there, but I guess I'm wrong. <laughs> I guess this house doesn't have a basement. <laughs> Fool me once, bookcase. Talk to you later. <laughs> and she, but like, what is at the at the end of the scene? Like, because. The way Angelina Jolie like accesses things is by laying down in places. Yes. So she lays down in this like weird cot that's set up there, and Ethan Hawke bursts through Jason Voorhees style and tries Dude. to grab her. <laughs> I was going to say, like Jason Voorhees himself, these arms burst through a straw mattress. It, 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 it is Jason Voorhees because <laughs> Jenna Rollins is like, oh my, my son. My son went crazy. <laughs> they, the other kids never played with him. The other one drowned in a lake. <laughs> like Jason right? Voorhees. Oh. Um, but it's weird, though, because they don't show his face. Yeah. And speaking of Jason, this guy is uh, way bigger than Ethan Hawke. Oh, Hawk. he's yeah. eight foot five. Like, fucking The Undertaker bursts out from <laughs> under this mattress and, like, scares her and, and runs away. I think there's some heavy, like, man-breathing. Oh, bit. yeah, totally. Yeah. You know, and I think it was I think they got Kiefer Sutherland to do that part. <laughs> I think that was a I think that was a Jack Bauer. <laughs> do it now. Chloe. <laughs> so she gets like thrown to the ground and knocked unconscious. Is that's why she doesn't no, chase she just him? gets like, a really bad headache. Like <laughs> no, because basically it goes like basically he throws her against a wall and then like she gets, you know, knocked into a stone wall in her head and she like tries to get up and goes no, <laughs> like it's just one of those. <laughs> I can't do it. Not and today, but what is Ethan Hawke doing there? He's already taken this other guy's life. Yeah, totally. There's, He's not that guy anymore. This the, scene makes zero sense. Yes. unless they were going to try to bring back the twin. Yeah, it's just like, oh, like that. That my my uh, my other son's creepy. Thought he died, and now he lives in the secret craw- crawl space. <laughs> but if that's the case, I mean, then Gina Rollins would know about it. Like she'd yeah, be in on it. Like, she's in on it. it. Exactly. But, but the end of the movie it makes it abundantly clear she has not seen this kid in twenty years. Yep. Yeah. No. Exactly it right. Makes no sense. That scene. You know, unless they <laughs> unless they were like making the movie and it was going to always be Kiefer Sutherland. Yeah. Right. And they or, switched it out. Yeah. Like what. Well, well this, also, did, this did have like a bunch of rewrites. Our good friend David Ayer did a did a did a pass on this guy. There was like four people that have writing credit on this movie. Bad sign. Yeah, always bad sign. Also, a bad sign. Don't rip off Psycho and make this bedroom still like a little kid's bedroom. Come on with that shit. Because also, that bedroom is set for like an eight year old boy, not the age that Paul Dano is when he's run out of the house. Another quick question. So. Is there another entrance and or exit to this room? Because the bookcase is in front of the fucking door again. Did, you, oh what, my god! You're did totally he like right. close it and like there's some sort of way you put like some sort <laughs> yeah. of hook on the bookcase to push it back? I think this is like the Tower of the Hand. He could he could <laughs> get down to the black cells and into the sewer system and out of King's Landing from here. <laughs> it's ridiculous the amount of. Maybe that's what we haven't seen is he's dug a hole in the foundation of this house because he can't use the storm doors. If this basement has storm doors to yeah. it, you can't hide down there. Jenna Rollins is going to be in and out of that thing. Someone dug a hole in the foundation of this movie is the problem. <laughs> so this is when Kiefer Sutherland shows up. So like she's, she's like flirting with Ethan Hawke and like, uh, oh, 
Ethan Hawke's like, oh my god, somebody came into my studio and totally messed all my stuff up. Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> I, I just walked around the corner to get a, uh, you know, a Tim Hortons. <laughs> and uh, I came back and it was all wrecked. Sorry, it's, it's, sorry to bother you. It's just this horse shit like... Well, it appears that someone just messed up my office, see? How could I be the killer if someone's m- mussing up my papers, eh? <laughs> now, By wh- the wh- way, here's that box of Tim Hortons that makes my story fit. Here's a f- I got the receipt from Tim Hortons. It's timestamp. Why, why would I mess up my own papers? <laughs> that just that doesn't make sense. I mean, someone's messing with me. This guy's after me. You better, you better pay, pay extra close attention to me. There's one. Uh, so she has to give the scene where like she solves what the killer is doing, right? Yeah, so yeah. she's pretty confident that it's this, like, the son of Jenna Rowland. So Martin Asher yeah. is the name, right? Yeah. And she, we just cut to her, like, in the room, and she's giving the presentation, and it just starts with, Martin Asher is taking lives. <laughs> I'm like, come on! Oh, yeah. And she's like, yeah, he doesn't just kill people. He takes their lives. <laughs> There Slide is a, a difference. Well, the best thing is she calls the, the there's Olivia Martinez and this other cop who uh, is the worst cop in the universe. The way he dies, um, <laughs> and she's like, "Hey, other cop, you want to come in early tomorrow?" And it's to set up this presentation. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty low. But also, like, here's something that I'm just thinking about now is if, so you know that this that's this guy's mo, and like right. he takes people's lives and blah blah blah, bounces to bounce to bounce. If one of your Ethan Hawke has to be a lead suspect. Look into Ethan Hawke. Like, what does his family look like? Yep. Who's get, give me some childhood pictures. What about you know? Let me talk to an ex girlfriend that proves you're a person. Yeah, he, he. It's like he killed everyone before he left town <laughs> except guess. his mom. Listen, you are sort. This is speaking to Angelina Jolie's character. Mm-hmm. You are sort of still suspicious of Ethan Hawke, even though you're falling for him for some reason. Well, he's wearing collarless shirts this entire time. Yeah, that'll, is... that gets me, too. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know that Jenna Rollins has this connection. You're pretty sure the killer is this Martin Asher guy. Yeah. Listen, one of the thousand times you hang out with Ethan Hawke in this movie, yeah. have Jenna Rollins closely behind you and be like, look... Angelina's going to go over there, and yep. she's going to talk to this dude with the evil villain goatee. Look <laughs> at that guy and tell me, yes or no, is that guy your son? They never once nope. try to put her in the same room with him. This movie could be 25 minutes long. It'd be wonderful if it was. <laughs> It'd be a fantastic short film from DJ Caruso. So after after all of his papers get mussed up, it's like, well, this guy needs is A, obviously not the killer, and B, needs extra protection. <laughs> so they, they all like case out his art gallery. Uh, he's got a big art show opening. And the one thing I don't understand, like, so Ethan Hawke stole his life. Are these his paintings or this guy's or like? Yeah, I was curious about that, too, because we never see Ethan Hawke doing any painting. Well, we, we know see he can draw. him drawing. Yeah, right. So... I mean, anyone could draw Kiefer Sutherland, though. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Shit, I could draw Kiefer Sutherland. I can barely draw a fucking flower. <laughs> That's part of that, like, art school program. It's like, you can draw this turtle. Or Kiefer Sutherland. Just send it in by mail for your evaluation. Draw Dude. this castle. Or Kiefer Sutherland. I love that the concept of that art school. Because what, what they're selling you is... Art test. Yeah. Like, yeah. you are going to draw a turtle or Kiefer Sutherland or a flag or whatever it is, or right? Kiefer Sutherland. And you're going to mail your picture of Kiefer Sutherland holding a turtle... <laughs> to some like ninety-year-old man. Yeah. Like, well, I'll just be here evaluating all the sketches, and you could be creative. It is art 
if you want to make Kiefer Sutherland a lost boy, <laughs> or or maybe he's Jack Bauer. You know what might be extra fun? Something I do when I draw Kiefer Sutherland as I draw him as a lost boy, as Jack Bauer. Can you imagine that, kids? If Jack Bauer was a vampire? All you have to do is do a little caption balloon that says, do it now, next to your drawing. <laughs> That's step two. That's comic books. You don't want to know about that. Oh, I don't <laughs> read comic books. They're made by the devil. I just draw turtles in Kiefer Sutherland. Oh, this is Donald Sutherland. That's going in the garbage. <laughs> That's a that's the best drawing I've ever seen. But it's of Donald Sutherland, and we're not accepting that. There's a reason why this art aptitude test has a list of suggestions on the side. Because by suggestions, we mean fucking pick one. <laughs> I want you to be creative. I don't want you to think outside the box. There's a difference. I'm only good at evaluating pictures of turtles, castles, and Kiefer Sutherland. Oh, I want this to be real. <laughs> also, if anyone has ever sketched into that aptitude test, we all hate movies at gmail. I want to know. I really want to know. L- l- listen, how much of a hard ass is that guy? I feel like he'd be a real, <laughs> a real stickler. I think it's like encouraging, but like you need to improve. So send in another drawing of Kiefer Sutherland and a check for five dollars. <laughs> I've got all these $5 checks. <laughs> Send them to Happy Dude. You know, a, co- a couple more of these $5 checks, and I'll, I'll actually have myself a real castle. <laughs> I might even have a pet turtle. going to write a letter to Kiefer Sutherland and invite him to my castle. Gonna but, uh, get the trifecta. Got uh, 24 on uh, season one DVD. <laughs> This is when Kiefer Sutherland enters this movie. (laughs) I mean, uh, so he's... Oh, my, you're a work of art. (laughs) It's like like the Mona Lisa's coming at me. (laughs) Whoa, whoa, stay right there. Let me get my sketch pad. (laughs) He's drawing her like it's as good as it gets. Just stand by that open faucet, Keith Sutherland. <laughs> I used to draw my mother this way before oh. she turned into a turtle. <laughs> <laughs> the good thing was, after she turned into a turtle, she extended her life by an extra 75 years. <laughs> Do you know how long turtles live, Kiefer Sutherland? <laughs> I turned you into a turtle. <laughs> turtle Sutherland. <laughs> I have a sketch of what that might look like. <laughs> Which is actually outside the parameters of my aptitude test. But seriously, fuck it, it's my test. Listen, I give the test. I can go outside the parameters, not you. Well, well, Kiefer, I will sweeten the deal. Like, if you want to live as a turtle. You ever see that Kevin Smith movie, <laughs> Tusk? I did that once, but with turtles. That's how I have Turtle Sutherland. <laughs> all, of, all of your stand-ins have been turned into turtles, Kiefer. I track them down after you use them. And speaking of taking lives, a French Canadian cop was hot on my heels after that one. <laughs> so this movie, yeah. So yeah. Kiefer Sutherland shows up to Ethan Hawke's art gallery opening, and like he knows. I mean, and again, let's we're jumping to the end because fuck it, because sure. a lot of this stuff doesn't make sense in the context of the scene. I st- <laughs> I will be completely honest with you right now before you say anything. I've seen this movie for this show. I saw it way back when it came out. 
I have no idea what Kiefer Sutherland's relationship is to anyone in this movie. I had to read it on the internet. <laughs> well, they say it in one line. Basically, they were doing, they were doing, like, after Kiefer Sutherland dies, blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, this, well, this Sutherland... is gnarly car wreck. <laughs> well, first of all, he shows up at that art gallery. Yeah. And he, he's just like, I don't know if he actually says, is, what is Ethan Hawke? No, he's like, Ethan Hawke, hey, yeah, he's, he's, he's going to go, you. He's going to go up to him, and then like Ethan Hawke's like, that's the guy, that's the guy! Oh, and everyone, yeah. everyone runs after him, and he like as we, he throws a guy into a plate glass window yeah. and then jumps through it with him, and it's like, <laughs> dude, later in this movie, he's revealed to be an art heist guy, or not even like a, an art forger. Oh, he's a Gary Busey? Yeah, he's a bit of a Gary Busey. Yeah, he's just like this criminal dude named Christopher Hart. Because <laughs> if you're going to put Keith Sutherland in a movie, he needs to have a handsome name. <laughs> so... So Keith Sutherland throws himself out this window, and then suddenly, like he's driving in a car with Ethan Hawke, like they're on this. this There's a the, second the, dude that he uses as a crash pad. By the way, yeah, he throws a guy into the window. It's a like we're take you to hell tonight kind of move. <laughs> it's pretty awesome. And of course, there's a big street fair going on. Like, you know what that is? It's the same old shit. It's the world famous Montreal Jazz Festival. Oh, just it happened that night. Also, why are you having your art? Fest. Why are you having your art opening on the jazz night? Dude? Look, uh, look, man! A bunch of hepcats go to the jazz festival. They're pounding all sorts of red wine, right? Yeah, yeah. And then they're skittily bob deaton down the street back to their Montreal apartment. Yeah. Oh shit, man! This beautiful art gallery is open. Let's go drunkenly buy some art. Yeah, they're counting on walk-ins. Very smart, <laughs> you know, Kiefer. I always thought you'd be a smart businessman. <laughs> Keep your art gallery open during a jazz festival. You, you know, Kiefer, I was hoping you'd show up to my gallery opening. It was it was last week. And uh, no, Kiefer. Wrote you several letters inviting you to the opening. The problem is with all of my Kiefer drawings is it's always the same shot of him looking at you, kind of like George Rodriguez's blue dog. <laughs> over and over again, the haunting eyes. They follow you everywhere, just like I'd hope Kiefer's eyes followed me. <laughs> if he were to come live in my castle as a turtle... <laughs> Oh, that picket fence looks pretty sharp. Good going, Sarah. <laughs> Why did he never have someone else that he was evaluating? Like, show a student and show how you would evaluate or something. Or, like, you know, what, what are your graduates like? What's the graduation rate? What do they go on to do? Uh, two words, folks. Jackson Pollock. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> well, Jackson took all of my courses and then lit my diploma on fire and started to do good art. You have to know the rules before you can break them, ladies and gentlemen. The way he started was spilling paint in the shape of Kiefer Sutherland. <laughs> or a castle. So, like, oh, my God, we know it's Kiefer Sutherland now. We've all seen Kiefer Sutherland. Right. And, like... It's an it's an it's a bad red herring because you know what a movie is, but I can see what it is. It's like, oh, let's pay a guy who's like a mid range celebrity that we're not gonna have to pay a whole bunch to be in this movie because you know a red herring has to be a name or else it doesn't hold any what weight. You know exactly. What I mean? like, Olivier Martinez is not a very successful red herring. No, exactly. This guy is Kiefer Sutherland. Okay, maybe they hired Kiefer Sutherland to be the bad guy. It's kind of boring that they just revealed him in the middle of the movie, but all right. Exactly. Like he needs to be the helpful neighbor from Jump Street. You yes, know what I exactly. mean? Like oh, this guy's always hanging around. He's following me everywhere. You know, we are best friends as neighbors go, but uh now I'm starting to suspect Kiefer Sutherland just might be this taking lives gentleman you're looking for. 
So uh, like, I can sketch him if you want. They, you get this car chase that results in Ethan Hawke crashing the car. Well, it's, in, gr- oh. it's great because uh, I think what you would call it. Uh, Ethan Hawke has so successfully convinced everyone that he's not the guy that he can actually leave town. He's like, oh, I got I've got a show in Toronto, and everyone's like, no problem, lead suspect. Talk to you later. Yes, yeah, we're seriously. gonna give you a police escort to the plane. <laughs> we are so thoroughly duped by your garbage. And this is the worst cop in the world. He's like waiting outside. Uh, Kiefer Sutherland breaks into uh, Ethan Hawke's house, and they have this weird, like, flirty scene where he's like grabbing his face, like, "I'm gonna get what I want out of you." Oh yeah, I thought I was like, "All right, let's do this." Yeah. like start kissing him right now, <laughs> yeah, <let's-> <laughs> smelling him anything. It would have been great if it was he was actually the killer, and he took out a giant rock and bashed Ethan Hawke's <laughs> face in. I wouldn't be against it. And, you know, he's he's like, I'm going to get what I want out of you. And then they start, like, fighting and stuff. And, like, Ethan Hawke's, like, screaming his head off at this cop's like, oh, I better go upstairs and see what's <laughs> going on. It's like, why are you even posted there? <laughs> and it's like, it didn't look like Keith or Sullivan had much trouble getting into this place. No, exactly. Not he's, at all. He's, he's totally dry. <laughs> he's well manicured. <laughs> Uh, so that cop gets murdered. He just gets shot a couple times because you don't know see, see what happens, and then all of a sudden they're on the road in this super high high speed car chase. And like Eric said, uh, again, Ethan Hawke's doing this for his own benefit. After we find out after the fact, and Ethan Hawke is such a good bad driver, he's able to drive just that side of the car into something. You know yeah, what I mean? To kill him, it's insane. Like there's yeah. no way he's pulling this off. Also, oh you know what this movie doesn't earn or deserve or need is a high-speed car chase mm-hmm. like you're so desperately trying to be something like silence of the lambs you know there's no car chase in silence of the no. lambs right like anthony hopkins doesn't get in some corvette and just speed away <laughs> although you know i wouldn't be against it jody foster's like i'm coming after you <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't happen oh, it's a great like three-person car chase they're driving and like they get stuck at a red light and they're like looking at each other and then ted levine's like oh no and he's on a motorcycle <laughs> yeah it's and like they- it's like wacky races <laughs> and then and, and hannibal is like guiding he's like a backseat driver to, yes. Cole- <laughs> to, to starling to, to oh Cole- yeah absolutely <laughs> scott he's- glenn's in the other car with this funny dog <laughs> anthony hopkins has to be like He's got his blinker on, <laughs> but he's going the other way. Boy's going to signal right. Probably going to turn left. Look out for that one. He's smart. Uh, so, yeah, Kiefer Sutherland's just dead. He's, he's in this movie for four minutes. He's got well, he six go, lines of dialogue. Yeah. He goes right through the windshield, and then Ethan Hawke's like, oh, he was the killer. And he takes out a gun and yeah. starts shooting this lifeless corpse. What? In the wide world of sports, are we doing and in this An- movie? Angelina Jolie's running down the highway, going like, "Can you stop? <laughs> stop shooting random things!" And now the car is exploding. Stop shooting that corpse! Oh, that's, that's right. right. Yeah, what, the car blows up. That's his thing. He wants to defigure him to such a degree to fool his dirty mother. Uh, right and again, <laughs> that, the dirty old battle axe is out again. White criminal privilege. He's waving a gun at this cop, firing it. Like, oh, totally. Just, you you try. Like, Please stop that. <laughs> I mean, you're, you're just a suspect, so I wouldn't fire on you, but really you should stop immediately. <laughs> so then we're at the morgue, and they bring Jenna Rollins down, yeah. and they're just like, all right, Jenna Rollins, like, come in. <laughs> 
there's one area that's not horrendously burned by that car fire. Well, the corpse was so burned terribly. How about if you look at this picture that I drew? One of the thousands of pictures of your son. Would you say that this is your son riding a dune buggy? Would you say this is your son in a fun sun hat on the beach? Would you say this is your son as a baseball all-star? Oh, no, I opened the turtle folder. Hold on, I got to get the Keeper Sutherland folder. Have you ever seen a turtle dressed up as a baseball all-star? It's pretty funny. I mean, and she's like, oh, I guess that's my son. How do you fuck that up twice, by the way? She is terrible. I, no, I think this scene is she's... Oh, she, she says no. She, no, she's not. That's right. She's right, because she's like... She's like Go like inspecting the corpse and like touch like opening the eye to see what what it, what the sun's eye. Because she like. says the whole thing is like she would never when she spots him at the beginning of the right. movie. She's like, I would never forget those eyes. He had these like piercing eyes. Yeah. So I guess she looks at Kiefer Sutherland's muddy, lifeless eye and is just like, nope. Oh, Martinez is just like like telling her not to touch the corpse. Oh, that's right. And she's like, I will touch whatever I please. <laughs> I will pump the brakes on this because we've gone too far ahead and we've skipped past the sex scene, which is the oh. most important thing of this oh, entire did that, movie. Did that fucking happen already, dude? <laughs> well, cause the yes, night, the fucking did happen the 11 ni- years ago. <laughs> the, ni- the night um, that Kiefer Sutherland dies, she's, everyone gives fucking Ethan Hawke a medal. Like, great job, dude. Oh, you solved our case for us. Totally. Jackie Cario pats him on the back and they give... And Ethan Hawke and Angelina Jolie give each other this look like, you know what's up now, right? Yeah. And he Cut just, to sex. He just, like, walks over to her and exposes her breasts. And the re- you, it writes itself. Well, also, she's at home alone. Yeah. Just, like, looking through crime scene photos. or That's what it she's is because the case is solved. Yeah. So she's taking down all the photos. There's a little rat-a-tat-tat at the door. And she opens it. And he's just standing there staring at her. Like, right. She resisted his charms to this point. Now the case yep. is over. She thinks yep. she's and free to exactly. fool around. He's no longer a suspect yeah. or a witness or whatever. Sure. It's Let's all... get down to fucking. Now we're just two ships passing in the night, man. And let me tell you something about this sex scene. This sex scene is uh, an unbalanced sex scene because you have a completely naked Angelina Jolie yep. and Ethan Hawke barely unbuttons his top button. <laughs> like, it's just fly down and that's it. His shirt is on. I think it might still be tucked in. Yeah. And she's just, like, straddled on this table, just completely fucking naked. Like, what? Why? <laughs> for who? Why is this well, all of a sudden? Well, for who? Movie? I'll tell you. <laughs> Thank you so much for including that scene in your movie. <laughs> I really wish... helped my sketches. I just wish that was Kiefer Sutherland. Yeah, Kiefer Sutherland and Ethan Hawke going at it. <laughs> That's my slash fiction. Now, if Kiefer Sutherland was flaying his arms around fucking naked <laughs> and Ethan Hawke was buttoned up, oh, boy, <laughs> I could sketch that. Find all my stories on artappraisals.tumblr.com. <laughs> But it just it's so it's so out of left field. It's so unnecessary. The nudity is so unnecessary. And it just goes on and on and on and on. It's undeserved. It like, is, it, there's no other sex scene you'd ever in this movie or There's like, nothing else sexy about this movie. No. And then suddenly you you swing for the goddamn fences. 
what the hell am I watching? And th- this is the one second because Kiefer Sutherland's dead, and like you look at the timer, you're like, there's 30 minutes left, and then like now you're like, of course it's Ethan Hawke, but the movie tries to throw one more fucking curveball at you, and Olivia Martinez is like trying to get Angelina Jolie before she leaves, but she's too busy having sex with Ethan Hawke. Yep, and he's in the lobby of her hotel. Oh, I'll talk to her tomorrow, and then he like leaves one of those little straw men behind, and it's oh, like, oh yeah. It's like, oh my god, he might have did it. No, he didn't, because he's been talking to Gene Rollins the whole fucking movie. It doesn't make any sense. It's so stupid. It's like, why would you have him leave that? Yeah, yeah. Right? Exactly. It's like, oh, you know what'll be so funny? I'll leave a trinket from that horrendous serial killer case that we just <laughs> solved. She'll think that's real hysterical. So she has sex with him. She wakes up the next day covered in blood because he's got this. And this leads to the grossest line in any movie. Oh, yeah. So she wakes up covered in blood. And it's like, oh, my God. And you think it's a nightmare. You don't know what's going on. Maybe he killed somebody. Maybe Ethan Hawke's dead. Right. But, like, he has this wound on his arm from the car accident that opened up. So they go to the hospital. And the guys, and the doctor's like, oh, the stitches are all busted. You really opened them, opened it up last night. And they share this look like, oh, oh we were opening it up, baby. Dude. We were opening it up all night long. Split me like a wishbone he did. <laughs> yeah. Like, dude, this look that they exchange, you know, each other. And then what's amazing is while he's still, like, probably bleeding a little bit and then in pain, the doctor's like, well, I have to go get something. I'll be right back. And they're just like, yeah, yeah, you fucked me so hard. Your stitches ripped, huh? Yeah, let's start making out in this emergency <laughs> room. It's, like, so disgusting. It's like, I'm so convinced you're not the killer. I will fucking kiss you in public. Listen, you <laughs> got what you wanted out of this guy you're not gonna settle down in canada with a starving artist would you just no you you, you, you did the deed you dropped him at the hospital grab your hortons on the way to the airport <laughs> and get the fuck out that is it yeah doesn't he correct me if i'm wrong because i watched a lot of stuff this weekend like we had the snowstorm yeah. so i was just like watching movies is it not in this movie where he's also like well you know there's a a lot of out, art gallery space uh, back in America that I could rent in D.C., right? Yeah, this, yeah he says that. And like, he, she also drops that she's from Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, because that's really important to the end of the movie. She's like, By the way, I'm from Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. And yeah, he's, he's basically just like, oh, you work at the FBI, huh? Well, the FBI's in Washington, D.C. There's also art galleries there. Yeah. And I'm like, really? You're... And she's like, yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah, I'm hey. like, you're entertaining this? This is before they even fuck, also. This is like when they're just like, maybe. <laughs> and so uh, Gina Rollins realizes it's not him, and she freaks out. And she like goes, she's so distraught, she has to take the elevator by herself. And whoops, Ethan Hawke's there. And he's like, hello, mother. And it's, it's oh. the, th- the same thing all these bad thrillers do is... Is hello, end- mother. <laughs> yes. And then at the end of the movie, he cannot talk like a person anymore. He talks like a villain. Yes. This is of- my real voice. <laughs> I'm a bad guy. <laughs> He's all like, oh, hello. I'm so crazy now. And yeah. I can't even imagine talking normally. And it's like, shut up. It's Why does your, your Ethan Hawke, if you're listening, why does your serial killer voice have to sound like a bad Kelsey Grammer impression? <laughs> but the, this was, that's the thing is he blows it i you know by getting too close to gina or whatever but he's taken those lives he's now exonerated his action like yeah you know like we know we keeper sutherland's charged with all those crimes right. and just he's dead. move move the take a new on. life yeah no because you guys he fell in love oh that's right that was the one factor he couldn't account for in his taking lives situation because he never gets close to anybody in the rest of these lives you know why that's it because you don't that's why this movie starts with the u2 song is because it's a little bit romantic <laughs> 
just you know, you, it's always just a little bit romantic. Yeah. Now, what I I don't understand, and I guess the only explanation is he's caught in the act. Yeah. At the beginning of the movie, because why else would he insert himself? Into this police investigation? Yeah, I think You know because, what I mean? Yeah, he just right. slipped up this one time, and then, like, he said, Oh, I just found this guy in the street. I was trying to give him mouth-to-mouth I was. You know what? Also, if that's what's going on, why not just bounce? Yep. Like, take another life. Yep, exactly. Get yeah. out of there. Go up to the Northern Territories, or maybe somewhere over in Saskatchewan. Start over, baby. So he kills Gina Rollins. In and- this elevator, just, like, stabs her to death. And, like, Angelina Jolie is, like, waiting for the elevator because she wants to talk to Gina Rollins. And, like, the door opens. There's blood everywhere. And the dog's like, see you later. Yeah. <laughs> and he leaves. And she's, like, totally humiliated professionally. And Oh, ruined. And, you know, everyone's pissed at her. Checky Cario's yelling at her. Olivier Martinez slaps her in the face. Just a big open palm Vince McMahon slap in the face. I mean, because he hated her to begin with. And she's kind of sort of responsible for the death of his partner who was his best yeah. friend right she is i mean it's still wrong her sexual desire for ethan hawk has led her astray <laughs> throughout this whole investigation dude that's why i mean what this movie's telling you man is like premarital sex is a sin <laughs> look what it got her look what look what lust got her mm-hmm. <laughs> this is like a jason movie right there's, yeah. there's a slasher you punish the uh, promiscuous totally so ethan hawk somehow gets on a train and takes somebody else's life and he has like this <laughs> now he's super- on the orient express <laughs> what's gonna happen next he takes some dude's life and we find you know and that's the other thing like that sucks is like when you hide the serial killer for this whole time, you don't get to see him be a serial killer. Exactly right. I mean, that's what that's what freaking Silence of the Lambs was so amazingly brilliant about. Yes. It's like you're with this dude the entire time. Mm-hmm. You're watching him making the skin suit. You're watching him take the victims. You're also hanging out with another totally awesome serial killer. Sure. You know, like it's doing these things right. Like this whole mystery element is so unnecessary for this movie. Like, you know how Taking Lives is a good movie? If he is bouncing from life to life yes. and they're chasing him and, you and he him keeps changing identity. Yeah. Maybe this movie lasts over a span of right. several years. And mm-hmm. You could do like, it's like an evil The Fugitive. <laughs> yeah. He's like living in some weird Polish lady's basement <laughs> and like you know, he's, she's dying his hair and he's murdering people and he's yep. bouncing. Now he's living in like a Czechoslovakia ladies basement <laughs> and he's like killing people and like going into parades and then the beginning of the movie which rips off seven the, the credits he's putting on dentures and he's like yeah. like he never does that in this movie he like puts on a hat <laughs> it's like if you That's ever... how t- taking hats is what he does <laughs> i'm gonna you... kill this guy and take his hat if you ever wanted an excuse to just use silly disguises yeah. like you know on if you cast Johnny Depp in the Ethan Hawke role. Yeah. I guarantee you he's insisting oh. on disguises. Oh, yeah. fake noses? You love Silly Putty. Yeah, man. yeah, he's taking this role for a walk. Absolutely. And that's what this needs. If you're going to do this, I need to see him take a life. Take over a life. Many different lives. Preferably. Exactly. This movie stretches right. 15 years. Yeah. It's like Zodiac. Yeah. Like, you see them all get older. Angelina Jolie, maybe she's married at the beginning. Like, she's so obsessed with the case, right? That, like, her marriage falls apart, like, somewhere halfway through the movie because just years are ticking by. Her kids grow up. She still can't find this guy. You know what I mean? She keeps finding Ethan Hawke esque kind of people working at different, <laughs> various blockbusters and things. She accidentally stumbles on Kaiser Soze. Oh, not, not you, sir. No, I'm looking for another, another gentleman. Carry on, Kaiser Soze. <laughs> 
And, you know, like, so he's, like, talking to her, like, the Riddler on this train, and he's like, oh, you never even guessed who I was, and it's like, oh, shut up. <laughs> oh, I forgot there's a cell phone call. Yeah, of course there's a cell phone An call. An 11th hour cell phone confession. And, like, you know, she's on, keeping on the line to, you know, to track him, and that goes to nothing, because they can't find him. And she, <laughs> she goes back to America, gets fired all to hell. It's great, because I was so excited. I was like, if they, if she's, is it? Really professionally humiliated by what is the worst thing a detective can do. Yep. She, this movie's bullshit. Yeah. So she, she gets fired. She gets good and fired. And then we cut to like some time later. I believe it's unspecified. Yeah, it is unspecified. But you tell by the next scene. But so it's like Angelina Jolie. She's like in a store. She's like getting some things. You know, she goes to the post office, and it's like they're being very careful about how you see her. You know, yeah. until she goes. Yeah, it's not a store. It's the post office. When she turns to exit the post office, it's revealed she's got a belly bump, you know, baby bump. And I'm and like, what is this? Degrassi Junior High, everybody gets pregnant the first time they have sex. Dude, like, really, does that need to happen? Maybe because the other thing is, we didn't see it, but that, like, suture-tearing lovemaking that was going oh, yeah. on, like, I think it was more than what we saw. Well, she does say you came inside me, or he says I came inside you. Oh, oh man, Too you know much info. those kinds of lines in movies. Yeah. I don't need it, man. Yeah, no, I, I no, don't thank need you. It. I'd rather it flung across the room. Exactly. I would rather Biggs just indiscriminately throwing it at people, like in Boogie Nights when Julianne Moore's like, "You can come in me. I'm fixed. I'm fixed." Or another another version of that is Cameron Diaz in Vanilla Sky. I swallowed your cum. That's gotta mean something, dude. Let me. I don't know if I've ever told this story before. <laughs> On the show oh I can, here we go i can i can I tell this one. Oh, this is great so when cameron crow's vanilla sky remake came out um i was working at the multiplex at the time you know and it was like a small staff so during the week i was the projectionist but then it was like oh there's two people that have to restock the concession stand could you go around all the theaters yeah. make sure the volume's okay air conditioning all the quality control stuff so i'm walking around all the theaters and i get to the the Vanilla Sky Theater. Mm-hmm. And it's it's like a Tuesday or something like that. It's the late show. There's two people in this theater. And it's clearly a mother and a daughter. And I'm just like, <laughs> flashlight, doo-doo-doo, you know, walking through. And I'm walking up the aisle right as Cameron Diaz is saying that, I swallowed your cum, like right before they get in the car accident. And I just look. And the teenage girl looks at me like, oh, fuck. <laughs> and then the mom is sitting there just going, what are we watching? <laughs> Dude, it was so uncomfortable. The three of us were just like, uh. ew. i you shared that moment with everybody. <laughs> like, I just wanted to, like, go upstairs, stop the projector, run down, like, turn the lights on and be like, okay, let's just talk about this. <laughs> Can we all agree this was the worst thing to happen to us all day? <laughs> Oh, it was man. horrendous. That's awesome. So uh, she's got this baby bump. She's got a baby bump. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh my god, she's pregnant, and she's also got like two cribs because obviously it would be twins. Because <laughs> twins. That's how twins work, you know. Yeah, twins well, beget twins beget twins. That's right. And there's gonna be. She's gonna. She's gonna splatter one on a rock when she figures out which one's evil. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, Ethan Hawke shows up and like sits her down. And, like, she goes under the table to reach for her gun, but he's already gotten it. He's like, I've gotten all the guns you've been hiding in the house, <laughs> which is hilarious. And uh, he's talking about, like, it's twins. I knew it would be blah, this, that, and the other thing. Going on all about this he's, exposition. Yeah, he's been watching her for months, mm-hmm. this, that, and the other thing. And then 
he fucking stabs her in the baby bump. And you're yeah. like, no, wow. Yeah, and this just got totally extreme. <laughs> Killing baby. The Skip Woods did a, a pass on this script for a second. <laughs> but no, it's this is how she gets him. It was a fake baby bump the whole time. Oh, yeah, totally, dude. She, like, takes this thing off and just, like, pulls it up like, nope drops it you can see like the little like stab wound in it too and yeah. everything Ugh. uh then is she just shoots him to death i forget no she no she takes the scissors and stabs him in his like, right he oh, stabs a- her with stabs her in the baby bump with yep. scissors she goes down like oh i totally lost my babies and he's like <laughs> and then he, she grabs the scissors and stabs that's him the right heart. that's right by the way this movie is so memorable both me and andrew in that moment had forgotten how how the, how the how it ended how, how he was murdered how the one true villain yeah. dies Cause, yeah because this movie takes so long to get where it's going i didn't give a crap and i mean this epilogue is so long like it the parlor forever. scene yeah. between the two of them they exchange a really uncomfortable kiss too yeah because like she's at the beginning of this whole situation she's trying to play it like oh i'm happy to see him kind yeah. of a thing and they really do have this gross like she doesn't want Want her mouth to touch his mouth, yeah. but he's like down to start kissing, and it's just like a. Oh, 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 They're both actually pretty good in this movie for the most part. Pretty I guess. good looking. <laughs> they are pretty. I think she's fine in this movie, dude. That interrogation oh, no, he, scene, he's terrible. No, he, no, he's not very good. No, I'm sorry, she's good in this movie. He's she not. is. She's good. Jenna Rollins is fairly good in this movie. I mean, that's the end of the movie, and it's like, she calls Chucky Cario, and she's like, it's done. And he's like, oh, thank goodness. I have not heard from you in so long. I was starting to get worried. I was like, shut up, dude. Why would you be in on this? (laughs) Oh, hey, just so you know, remember how you came up here, and I hired you, and then you fucked that criminal? (laughs) I am now unemployed. (laughs) (laughs) And my family's on the street. Suck that blue. (laughs) I am so glad you got your man. I am eating out of trash cans. <laughs> oh. Thank you for calling me at the homeless shelter <laughs> to let me know your case was wrapped up. I was thinking about this though when she when I thought she was pregnant, and I was like, "Oh, dude, like if you get pregnant in Canada by a serial killer, can you get that abortion for free? Like, can you go back up?" <laughs> Ooh, yeah, you know they got Obamacare. I think she, yeah. they've got Obamacare like times oh two up there, bro. Whoa, double <laughs> Obamas. <laughs> They've got so many Obamacare's up there, it's nuts. Dude, ironically, double Obama is actually a slur, like down in some what? southern uh, say, Well, yeah, double Obama on you, motherfucker. <laughs> oh my I think, god. I think that's a thing. And then they flung a beer can at your head. Dude, a bunch of yeah. rednecks say double a double Obama on you. <laughs> they're like, Whoa, man, take it easy. <laughs> Throwing the O word around. It's a clan rally, not a frat party. <laughs> well, wait, which one was which? <laughs> Um, and that's it. We also go out on a U2 song. And I don't think it's the same U2 song. I forget. Huh. It's U2's I Don't Care. <laughs> it's too much U2. No, that's U2's I Don't Care is called Vertigo. <laughs> I don't know, man. It Isn't might be called right? Elevation. It might be called that whole album. <laughs> <laughs> it might be called The 2000s. <laughs> it might be called The Last 30 Years. Dude, I heard that news report that like Bono was in a bicycling accident and he, quote, may never play guitar again. <laughs> Did you hear what The Edge said about that incident? No. Well, what Andrew Jupin said was, I'm all right with that. <laughs> What did the Edge have to say? Dude, the Edge let it out, dude. Oh, what did he say? <laughs> Ooh, 
He because they because people were like, well, why didn't if Bono like broke his arm so severely in like middle of New York City, like how did no one take a picture or yeah. the paparazzi didn't get to him? And the Edge apparently said uh, that when Bono bicycles around New York City, he does it disguised as a Hasidic Jew. Oh yeah, I do remember <laughs> what? that. Yeah. yeah, stop. Like it. a big coat and the curls or something. And like, then he's just on a bike. <laughs> yeah, and then no, I guess I guess people leave him alone. <laughs> That's awesome. I don't. May, you know, <laughs> listeners at home, the edge may have been pulling our legs, but I think it's true. <laughs> I think this is happening. Oh man, would anybody recommend taking lives? No, there's nothing here. And I mean like it <laughs> well, is Well, there's one scene. I'm joking. <laughs> I do think that, you know, I, that Ethan Hawke is not like one of those guys that just because he's in a movie it's guaranteed I'm going to like it. Actually almost mm-hmm. almost kind of the opposite. I just feel like he hasn't had a, a lot of movies that I've really enjoyed. I mean, I'm trying to think I think he's good and I think he's fine. I just don't know like oh man, <sighs> all the Ethan Hawke movies. I'm going to have an Ethan Hawke film festival tonight. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, the you thing know, about like, it is like I'm trying to think of non-Richard Linklater projects that I think he's truly fantastic in. Yeah. I'm in that camp that Gattaca's a good movie, but I don't know how much of that is Ethan Hawke necessarily. Right. Yeah, I kind of like that movie too. Um, I I mean, he's done mostly, yeah, especially Middling, lately. Whatever. Yeah. Um, that that Daybreakers is wretched. The Purge. Daybreakers. What's that? That's a vampire movie with him and I think uh, somebody else. Willem Dafoe's in it. Oh, yeesh. Yeah, no, I like, didn't see it's that. It's like Vampire World, the movie. It's stupid. Oh, yes. Yeah. I do remember that now. It's one of those, like, everybody's a vampire. There's, like, blood coffee and stupid shit like yeah, that. Yeah, totally. Purge he was in. He didn't yeah. show up for Purge Anarchy. Uh, Getaway, previous episode. Getaway's terrible. Uh, he didn't show up for Purge Anarchy because he got murdered at the end of Purge. <laughs> oh, shit. Dude, that movie has some of the dumbest twists and turns you'll <laughs> ever see in your life. I don't like Reality Bites. I rewatched it. I was just not... Oh, really? Yeah. That's one of those movies that I think, like, I haven't seen it since the good old days. Yeah. But... <laughs> You know, it, I think it, your cynical it, it, heart can't take it anymore. I'll I don't. I think. I think it would. Yeah, it wouldn't work out. But like at the, <laughs> at the you know, the twilight of of high school, you're watching reality bites, sure. thinking like, yeah, man, yeah. No, your heart's it's, too cold. It's now. but it's storm. It, you know, it's it steered me wrong. <laughs> I should have been going corporate like Ben Stiller. <laughs> fucking if make only, some make if, something of myself. If only you knew. Mm-hmm. Here, Look just, what happened. Yeah, I'm just fucking sitting around. Drinking beers, drawing Keith or Sutherland pictures, <laughs> going going nowhere like Ethan Hawke. That's Taking Lives from 2004, directed by DJ Caruso. If you want to get a hold of us, check out our website, whmpodcast.com. Follow us on, like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. We're at WHM Podcast right into the mailbag. We all hate movies at gmail.com. What is your opinion about some non Richard Linklater starring Ethan Hawke films? Uh, do we think he's going to win the Oscar? We should probably say that, right? Uh, I think I think J.K. Simmons has got this wrapped around his little finger. Wow, you think so? I do now. I've, I've changed my opinion. Yeah. Interesting. It, makes, it makes sense. I mean, it depends. If they're really pushing for boyhood, it de- you know what I mean? Like, I think it, it'll be good. Or if they just want to give something to Boyhood, they would give it to give him that. I think uh-huh. they're going to give it to Pat- Patricia Arquette. 
she think, should win in that category. Sure. That movie is hers. But yeah. like the more I think about Whiplash, mm-hmm. the more and more I like it. I think. I mean, and, yeah. that is, and talking about that, that is J.K. Simmons' movie. Yeah. Oh, and he, yes. There's and I mean, nothing I, else in that movie. I'll be thrilled if he wins. I mean, I, th- I like I'm I'm middling Hawk, but I, you know, I think he's really good in that movie, and he he he's would great des- in Boyhood, yeah. he would deserve to win if he does, but. I think that I'd like to see Simmons. Let, let me tell you the other thing about J.K. Simmons winning this, too. What a feather in the cap of character actors everywhere. Yeah. You oh, know yeah. what I mean? No, to, exactly. I mean, to I have, that's... like, a, a a seasoned veteran character actor go on to win an Academy Award, that's kind of like my dream for Ernie Hudson. Yeah. Well, or yeah. Daniel Stern. That's another one of my Oscar oh my dreams. Oh, my God. I know, dude. No, yeah. I mean, but keep it's, dreaming. It's, it's the, the Oz thing, man. That's, that's kind of exciting. It is, you yeah. know, it's just, and you never thought he was going to do it. He's so good on that show for so long, you know what yep. I mean? And he's done a, a, a ton of great little performances. He's great as uh, J. Jonah Jameson, etc. Academy Award winner Vern Schillinger, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, you think Beach is going to take him out at the ceremony? I think that might happen, dude. They're going to start trying to reenact some Hamlet. So, clue for next week's episode: we are doing the best supporting actress category, and we will say Patricia Arquette. So, Patty Arquette next week on We Hate Movies. Until then, I'm Andrew Jupin, Eric Siska, Steven Say. Take it easy. <laughs>